0: Today on The Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML.
1: Let's get started because we have a historical case with huge implications for police officers across this country. And it's just breaking uh, as we speak. But a Toronto police officer has been sentenced to six years in jail for the shooting death of Sammy Yatim. His name? Constable James Fursillo. He was cuffed inside the court and led away. This is almost unheard of in this country. So it's a, it's a precedent-setting case that I think will have wide-reaching implications within all police forces. Now, if you don't recall the details of this case, Constable, uh, Constable Fursillo killed 18-year-old Sammy Yateem, who was uh, on a Toronto streetcar back in 2013. He was initially charged with second-degree murder after pumping three bullets into the team, and then he shot another six bullets into him after the teen had fallen to the ground. All of that was captured on video by witnesses. Now, keep in mind, Sammy Yatim had mental illness, although that was not known at the time. It came out after the fact. Forcillo was uh, acquitted of the more serious charge of second-degree murder and instead found guilty of attempt murder. Now, that conviction carries a mandatory minimum sentence of up to five years. But Forcillo's lawyers had argued that would be unconstitutional and that he should be exempt from the mandatory minimum, citing officers have to carry a gun, so they should be exempt. But the judge made it very clear today, right off the top of sentencing, that he had no choice but to sentence. So we knew going in that, that there was going to be at least five years for this officer. So there are a few issues here that we're gonna look at. First off, should officers be given special treatment? Other issues in this case highlight how police deal with mental illness. You know, Do they have the proper training? Or is it the state that is falling, uh, failing, people like Sammy Yatim? So we'll tackle all these issues. I want to bring Jeff Reed, who is a criminal lawyer here in Hamilton, into the conversation. Good to have you, Jeff.
0: Hi, Alex. How are you?
1: I'm good. You know, it's been a busy morning as we watch this case unfold. And I have to say, I mean, it's very rare when we see a police officer in this country go to jail. But here we have one. Um, Precedent setting how?
0: Well, I think it is very rare, and, and it's precedent setting in a, perhaps a social sense in that uh, you're right. It's, uh, it's, it's un- seldom that uh, police officers are, are prosecuted. It does happen, of course. It's not a rare occasion, uh, but even more seldom that convictions result. And, and, uh, and then, as you say, even more rare, again, uh, that, uh, that any, when a conviction does result, that it results in a, a fairly a serious and dramatic sentence uh, that includes a substantial incarceration. So, yes, it's, uh, it's quite uh, important that way. It's also important for some of the other reasons that you touched on, and perhaps you want to get on later, but uh, the idea of the whole uh, problem of how to address uh, mentally ill individuals and how police should interact with them and, and what can be done to, to try and improve that situation, which is the subject of a, an ongoing uh, public debate. Uh, and I say public, I don't mean it's in the, only in the public forum, but it's also within legal, judicial, uh, and law enforcement circles. It's, it's, it's a hot topic.
1: Yeah, I'm going to ask you about that when I get to the appeal pro- uh, part of, of what I want to ask you about, because I, I do think... Uh, uh, it raises some interesting questions. But in, in this particular case, the judge said aggravating factors outweighed mitigating factors. Explain that.
0: Well, uh, when sentencing occurs, um, a, a judge will uh, have to look at a lot of different things that go into sentencing and, and, and amongst those things is can like think of it like as a scale where you tip the scale uh, in one side or another and towards a more serious or less serious sentence so the aggravating sentence uh, factors would obviously be the fact that there was a life lost, it's a very serious offense, it carries a very heavy penalty uh, at least in terms of maximums, even minimums and um uh, uh, that uh uh it uh, has a, such a public high profile and the need for accountability and 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 the, and the uh, mitigating factors i presume uh, i'm not uh, you know privy to all of this but i'm assuming that uh, this uh, officer is uh, you know obviously ha- i would presume has no pr- previous record, he's gainfully employed, he's probably got a family he supports, mm-hmm. um, he's, he's discharging an important public function, and uh, probably has a lot of other antecedents and other good character uh, that he can trade into the equation, and probably is not going to be somebody you'd see again in the criminal courts. It's. Uh, so, so you, you have to weigh all those things, and, and sentencing for a judge always has to be appropriate, not just to the offense, but to the offender. It's, sentencing is notoriously the, probably one of the most single difficult uh, tasks in the criminal justice system, and ultimately it comes to a head with the judge who has to impose the sentence and take responsibility for it. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.